Welcome to the Purpose Driven Executive Podcast. Uh, today we have a really cool dude, Ben Cooper. He is uh, a name in the music industry and uh, a bigger name with companies. He is a fractional CFO. He helps people make financial decisions in their business. And today he's going to be talking with us about business, about creativity, and he even has a song about AI and what does it mean to be human? So uh, strap yourself in, get ready to find out the meaning of life and how to grow your business and uh, just have some laughs with me, your host, Donnie Tuttle, and today's guest, Ben Cooper. Ben, I'm going to start out, man. I just ask you, um, chat GT, GPT, um, AI, friend or foe? Let me tell you a little story, Donnie. Uh, I was standing in my backyard with my kids and some of their friends over the weekend. We were lighting our dried out Christmas tree on fire. And my friends, my neighbors or my uh, son's friend said, I feel excited and terrified right now because putting, you know, setting a flame to this dried out pine tree was. Oh, like, yeah. Big flame. <laughs> you know, it went fast, right? Random, random story there, but it uh, it just has stuck with me as I've been reading things and kind of sitting, interacting with, you know, what it feels like the equivalent of kind of like clicking the lighter and, you know, going, this is interesting. What what could this become? And seeing how quickly it just kind of doesn't find a place in my brain yet to 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 end up sitting, you know, the the experience of just sitting and really feeling like my imagination is the limiter. It's the bottleneck on some level, you know, sitting here going, man, what, what could I even type in? I'm, I'm having trouble even thinking of things to type in like, and finding mm. the limits of what kind of creativity it feels like it's going to, you know, when, when I think about creativity, the definition I, I believe Steve Jobs said was it's just connecting two previously unconnected thoughts or ideas. And it's connecting what feels like more than two ideas. <laughs> it's just going this whole interconnectedness of, Oh yeah. You know? And, and so for me, you know, it's exciting. It's a little bit terrifying if I'm putting myself in the shoes of somebody who normally does the type of work that I'm kind of so quickly jumping to what feels like, expert level like i'm i'm an expert copywriter now donnie did you know that i'm an expert graphic designer now <laughs> did you hear you know did you see yes. what i you know what i prompted and then in 15 seconds i got four great options of you know my favorite prompt i typed in so far was nike shoes from the 1800s and what it yeah. presented was mind-blowing i just don't i don't even know how to think or feel about it so that's where i'm at right now yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm, my answer to that question, friend or foe is yes. Uh, <laughs> yes, yes. That's good. Um, That's good. I, I see, I see something that is an absolute barrier remover. Um, mm -hmm. for some people, it's funny. I have a client who, um, I don't want to say ADD, but he's just, he's, he's, he's focused. He's non-focused focus. He's just like, and, um, and I was, t and I was talking to him yesterday and I said, I said, you know, Ryan, this, this is actually, Actually, about this time last year, um, I had been speaking to a person who 
provides ghostwriting services, but he calls mm-hmm. it angel writing. And right. in the angel, I think I may have introduced you to him, but in the angel writing, um, he basically said, oh, we learn your voice and we help you to write your message. And especially if you have recorded messages, we can take it and we can put it into, and I'm like, okay. And I, I never did, I never did. It was like a $50,000 service. And, um, you know, honestly, uh, you know, my, my first books has done so well, mm-hmm. you know, sell anywhere is, um, let's just say it's the most stolen copy of anything at our local Starbucks. But beyond that, I think I've sold like 263 copies. It's like, it, you know, it's, it's, it's not a moneymaker. I wasn't going to invest 50 K into this thing, but, um, right. but at the end of it, he said, well, I want to introduce you to something. He's like, this might help you with what you're doing. Have you ever heard of something called, I think it was called something else at the time, whatever the name of Iron Man suit was, it was that, okay. um, what's Iron Man suit. Remember the, so, I don't know the name of whatever. the suit specifically. It but. was a name. You should. We all should know these <laughs> things. But anyway, uh, now it's called uh, Jasper.ai. Okay. And it, and so I got it and played around with it and even wrote a few, a couple of posts and fully disclosing, hey, this is written by AI. Right. And I was blown away. So I was telling Ryan this um, yesterday and I'm like, you know, maybe we, maybe we ramp into you writing your book and you get out of your own way. Let's use some of this, some of this AI that's out there. You come up with the topics and subtopics. And dude, like within hours, the guy sends me like 30 pages written. Is it all from him? No. But did it amplify what was in him? Absolutely it did. And it yeah. makes me think of like these, like um, I don't I don't know, I don't know if it's called para-olympics or whatever, like these people with these artificial limbs, like they had a leg blown off or whatever, and they and they can run actually faster than regular people because they have these springs for for sprint legs that have been put on. And so I see that as, I see it as an enabler. I see roadblocks removed. And then for others of us, I actually, I I see it as a huge impediment because now it gives you like this thing of like, well, now I can do anything. And so sometimes when are everything, and so when you do everything, you you don't do anything and um, it becomes a giant block. And so I see, I see both sides. And actually I, I do see a boom that's about to happen in the people there's going to be people misusing it. There's going to be people littering. We're going to have, I think, um, you know, just AI litter everywhere. <laughs> I think that's uh, a good way to put it. There will be laws to like manage that or Google will. Some, right. some, someone's going to figure out how to, how to clean it up. And then the people who are going to be, uh, I think, like a, like a rocket ship up to the top are the people who understand what its boundaries are and how to actually utilize it. And like right. not just to get paint and paint everywhere with it, but it's like, ah, this is really good yeah. here. Yes. But so my, I, I wonder what, what was your feeling about the 30 pages that you received? Like what, I, I didn't read what emotional. Okay. I'm, I'm so curious think, just because I like how you described it as almost like digital litter that is going to, you know, it, if it becomes, that's what scares me, something that all of us are able to just immediately churn out. A whole Everyone's book. an author now. What's, what's the value of, uh, I'm curious how much we will all care to even read things that we so there's a there's a trust level that I have started to feel when I see other people sharing text that I just there's there's this open loop in my mind now that you know I almost want to be looking for this like fingerprint stamp on it that says no this was created by a human like this wasn't just generated by somebody prompting a thing and so it 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 makes 
them look 10 times more productive and all this stuff. It reminds me of, I don't know if you remember hearing a story in uh, Venezuela about the currency dropping, you know, to zero. Mm -hmm. This was maybe five or six years ago. And I saw an article about people, uh, the value of the actual bills of currency had dropped so low that it was more, it was more uh, beneficial for people to weave bags and physical uh, items to sell out of the actual bills, right? The currency wow. bills. And so yeah. it sort of feels like that where it's like, well, isn't it amazing? Like I can become an author and I can, you know, uh, generate, you know, I can design people's websites now and I can do all these things that I couldn't previously do. And so what it feels like is shifting though, is the actual value that we perceive those services or those those outputs or deliverables to be because it's only a matter of time because before I won't be able to really go and charge somebody the previous rate for designing a web. The, what's the value of designing a website if everybody can just with a few clicks or even words just prompt their dream website into existence? Oh, yeah. It's It, it feels like that currency. It's like, look at all these bills and coins like it's all falling from the sky and we're all gathered we're all rich you know it's like we're creatively rich and then you realize well that person's that person's gathering coins and bills as well and that person you know and everybody's kind of walking around with piles of what feels like yeah. is it worth anything like some of right. that yeah so well i well I do. I do see that. I, I think that actually is going to be a problem and it's going to be a huge problem in the next year two, three years. Now, I think yeah. probably the next six months to a year, you're going to have a lot of early adopters that are going to flood and take take advantage right. of a tidal wave and have it write 10 books for them or whatever. Um, I think after that, it's almost like it's always, you know, it's always been in place. And then what happens is like they they, they create laws that, that help with that. So, you know, right you're younger than I am, but dude, I remember when people, it was a normal thing for people to throw back to litter. They're done with their McDonald's. They throw their bag out the window, hmm. right? That's unthinkable nowadays, but that was like commonplace until, and not, not just until Richard Nixon wrote, wrote it in, wrote a law that actually, you know, for the, the clean air and water act, or whatever, there was a, there was an act right. that he wrote that, that, that kind of brought in like no littering. And, um, and then you look at, you know, like, um, email, think about how like, you know, not too long ago, people would just get destroyed with email and you have the canned spam laws, right? And then um, then your cell phone. So all of these ways, we're all looking for ways to communicate. The problem is, is I think it's almost like, so you're a music guy. I feel like what's about to happen is like, what are the, what, is it an amplifier? The thing where you have like all the buttons and you push them all up or like you don't want to push them all up, but you could, you, you adjust, you know, the little slide buttons. What is that called? Oh, like a mixer. Yeah. So where you have mixer. all the different channels and you can combine, change frequencies, blend everything so, essentially. So someone who's smart knows exactly where to put things for what they have. But in the hands of an idiot, we're like, Ugh. <laughs> I blasted out the speakers at our church one time <laughs> because it was like, that's not loud enough. Why am I not hearing? It's like it was on, I didn't realize a mute button would have been, and I pushed, I turned all the things up. Oh, no. And I was with it. There was a good, yeah, and then like, and then someone's like, "Oh, it's unmute," and it went. It was, but I think that's what's going to happen in um, in the intellectual <laughs> world is that we're going to turn it all up, and then what happens is, it's just like when fish see bait and they realize like, "Oh, that's real." It's, oh no, that's bait, and then they just learn to kind of right, just they just swim right by, and I think that's what's about to happen with yeah, things that used to matter more. 
Well, and and it's interesting. I I saw somebody yesterday say, you know, the the mid journey version or the chat GPT version of music creation is here. It's just not been released yet. They'd seen some technology and. You know, so what it calls into question in a in a probably healthy way, Donnie, is why am I creating in the first place? Like, what is what is the value of my expression? You know, for in a lot of ways, I feel like, you know, whether it's Shark Tank for business owners or American Idol for musicians, um, it what it what or even just social media in general, it feels like we place a high value on, um, you know, somehow going from unknown to viral and that the value in building something or creating something is in how many people give us that thumbs up approval. And at the end of the day, um, I heard somebody recently, Kevin Kelly, who's the, uh, one of the founders of Wired Magazine was talking about the value of 10 close friends who actually love you and care about you is worth more than a million followers oh, because you know, when something, yeah. when something really, when something real happens in the physical world and you, and you actually need somebody to show up in real life, it's going to be more important. And I feel that way as well with music. Like I would rather share a song I wrote with 10 people who are listening and enjoying it and sitting in the room even than you know, hope that it somehow goes out into the, the abyss. And I see numbers go up and it's like, wow, we're really, mm. it's really catching on. And it's like, but I'm they I'm like so far me. removed from that from the human, you know, component of it. So it does call into question for me why am I wanting to create in the first place? And so, um, it you know it's it's either going to be well if I'm not going to be famous then I'm not going to write a song that what that feels so interesting missed that feels so backwards. So I, I do think it can expose our motives in a in maybe a healthy way because it goes well I can do anything so why am I doing anything like what why am i choosing to do what i'm choosing to do when all the options feel like they're on the table and yeah. so that's a great opportunity to just step back and reevaluate i i want to hear like what you um what you would even say creativity is and i kind of want to look at that on both sides but before that like i guess like when like a couple of things that prompts me to think of is first off there is going to be a premium i already think the premium exists but we don't necessarily value it because it was what was common, but it's about to be what's uncommon. But the premium is on genuine. And I think that what mm -hmm. we're all going to start looking for is we're, we're all going to have like keener eyes towards what's genuine and looking, yeah. um, looking towards that. And when you talk about, well, why do you create? I can tell you in my space and it's, and it's, it's really, there's a good thing and kind of a not good thing that happens. And I found, I've even, I found myself here. It's like sometimes giving yourself the permission to create and not having it be tied to some sort of wealth component or business growth component. That's like a, that's a hard thing for a lot of people, mm -hmm. you know? Um, and it's not just, it's not always just tied to a lot of us say, Oh, well, I'll create if it can make money. And that's how we justify sometimes giving up other resources is, is we say, well, this will get to that. And it's like we want like a – and it's almost like we're missing out on the real, the true riches of like what it is to create. Right. Like there's other things right. that happen um, from that. Like uh, you've probably seen that. 
Are you enjoying what you're hearing? I'm super happy, man. I love helping people connect purpose to productivity. If you want more of it, come on over to be a part of what I have going on at YouTube. You're going to see a lot more from me there. I put out content almost daily, sometimes multiple times a day there. I bring on guests. I curate some of my favorite people. And of course, I'm helping you to connect purpose to productivity. All of my podcasts are there as well. Come on over, find me on YouTube. And of course, hit me up on DonnieTuttle.com. Thanks for being with us. Now back to the show. But, yeah. uh, and, and I know, because I've known you for a while, that's that uh, when you're kind of like cross-eyed, uh, what's the one question I can pretty much ask that, uh, are you playing music? Yeah, right. <laughs> exactly. Like you're different yeah. when you're playing music just to do it. Yes. <laughs> but yeah, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. Just uh, what, 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 what do you think of that? Or what, like, I don't know, like you're, you're a creator. You like, you've done, you've, you've worked with, I don't even know what they call the music awards, but you've worked with award-winning people. And again, it's like, did you do that to win an award? Like, it's like, you know, sometimes that's what brings out the goodness and our, our the, like expertise and professionalism and other, and people. Yes. But it's like you've done that at that level and you still are a very creative person in life. You do all kinds of things. Um, what what do you like what's creativity and why is creativity and how's it how's it tied to the meaning of life? I don't know. What what you know, simple questions. Again, thanks, Donnie, yeah. for teeing me up. Um, <laughs> uh, it's interesting because so uh, there's an album, I think you were alluding to this. Ricky Skaggs album that I wrote most of the songs on co-wrote with some folks in Nashville. Wait, and so you were his it, AI? <laughs> yeah. Um, and so. <laughs> yeah, that's good. No, I was trying to think of a pun on, and I couldn't get it. Um, normally mm. I'm good at these puns, but maybe, maybe mm -hmm. I've offloaded my creative. Uh, I need to open chat GPT. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, let's so, do it. But, but we, wrote us we we wrote a song um a handful of songs that ended up you know just we we said let's write let's write something that we love and it was with my main collaborator's name's Gordon Kennedy and mm. we wrote some songs that kind of felt like the Beatles at church almost you know it was like th there was just cool musical components going on with meaningful lyrics and and uh we didn't write them for anybody or any end goal that was kind of like, Hey, let's just write something we love. And it ended up making its way into the hands of Ricky Skaggs. He's a well-known blue, bluegrass musician. Um, and he, it was Gordon kind of tacked these two songs on the end of what he thought Ricky would like to hear as he was looking for songs for his next project. And it turned out that Ricky said, Hey, you know, thanks Gordon. Thanks for sending me these, all these songs. I really like these last two songs. Let's go that direction. And so in a really cool way, we got the door open for us to just continue to follow, you know, our creative uh, curiosity. And we ended up writing a lot of songs and it turned into an album called Mosaic. And it was reviewed by Ken Tucker on NPR. Um, it was nominated. It was one of the five albums that was nominated for a gospel album of the year at the Grammys which was really fun. And it felt like hmm. it was all kind of a byproduct. Like the success that followed that was a byproduct of 
us just being true to what we loved and what we what we enjoyed as opposed to aiming at a target of how somebody else might define you know a successful song that Ricky Skaggs is going to record cuz Gordon kind of did that he put he put an album together or you know a, a mix of songs that were just um you know rough recordings that hey Ricky might like these but let's tack on these two at the end and so uh I have I have carried that experience um you know as I've approached creating music and writing songs um with trying to focus on creating something first that I love and that I believe is um, worth sharing with people and then solving the problem of now, where is that going to go? I had a, I had a publishing deal for a number of years in Nashville. So I was, I was invited, you know, from a professional standpoint and contractual standpoint to, Hey, try to write as many songs as you can that could end up on radio because that's mm. how you, as a, you know, as you're growing a family, that's how you buy diapers for your kids. Did that change things? Uh, it put things backwards for me. You know, it, it turned it turned into, as I'm, you know, showing up to collaborate with somebody and I'm looking through the ideas that I might have on my, on my phone or com- computer or notebook, I start to, the editor starts to creep in to that early, early stage. And, and it says, mm. uh, that song's that idea is really cool and I love that, but it's never going to end up on radio. So let's not even entertain that. And so you end up the editor comes in and starts killing off if efficiency ideas. becomes your yeah yeah and so and so then I'm left with all these songs that you know well hopefully they're gonna you know reach some successful point and generate some royalties they never did right so I never experienced that kind of like hoped for mountaintop songwriter experience where you accept your award for the number one song on on radio never happened. And so uh, it it just, it just revealed to me, um, you know, from a legacy standpoint, even like, I don't want to end up with a bunch of songs I don't love. And so that was part of shifting and going back to grad school, Hmm. you know, turning back to the, the business uh, owners and that side of of helping people. I always I studied entrepreneurship and audio engineering in college, so it was kind of a, you know, two two different focuses, uh, but they overlap <laughs> actually here. And as I've as I've been uh, starting my own my own podcast, Forecast on Purpose, that is kind of the the first merging officially of uh, recording and business. <laughs> you know, and so it's been fun to see that. And even the way I'm approaching creating something like that is 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 not you know, what can I do to somehow make it yeah. to the top of the charts of whatever? It's like, hey, what can I do to help three entrepreneurs who are facing a really hard decision? And I'm even from maybe the other side of the world, like basically essentially reaching out and holding their hand as they make a hard decision and as they're thinking about something really critical for their business and may, maybe uh, avoiding a, you know, a, a path that, would lead them down, uh, you know, a, 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 to a direction that they wouldn't be proud of at the end, you know, something. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm kind of wanting to carry forward that sort of thinking. Um, and it's interesting with music now being, you know, you always think, well, a, a machine's never going to write a song that anybody would care about. You know, a computer could never do that. And, and the reality is I've already seen stuff that when you say, well, you know, and this is where I have a, I just have a, a, uh, I just have a pain in my heart for 
people who have done everything right. I was describing to Brittany, it's like somebody walked across the graduation, you know, the stage, got their degree uh, in <laughs> December with a, you know, a coding degree or something or, uh, you know, a UX UI or, uh, uh, you know, even bookkeeping or accounting, something or other engineering, what, you know, anything that's kind of, that's kind of rooted in objective, uh, kind of measurable, but conceptual work, you know, something that you, you see things about like the GitHub copilot that makes coding that much faster and you see things, well, and you go, well, that's just going to be in like industries that deal with numbers. And then you get into like, what is this mid journey thing where it's like creating a visual thing. And then, you know, that parlays into, well, is it going to touch music? Like how could that, you know? And so there's, there are, there are people who have worked really hard to build up libraries of music that can be licensed for use behind a commercial or a soundtrack for a movie. And the position that you're in, unfortunately at this point is you're going to be, uh, when somebody like you described Donnie with your book decision, you said, I'm not going to invest $50,000 into, you know, having somebody who was a former contributor to New York times and has all this like legitimate professional experience. Um, you know, you're facing a, well, do I do this for a lot cheaper or do I do this with the human touch? Um, and the, the trade-off that, you know, somebody who has a, a budget that they're trying to figure out, how do I make my short film? come in under budget and they say, well, I could hire this composer for $6,000 over here, or I could for nine 99 a month, just reach into this AI library of, of and, and you know what, that's kind of, I kind of like that. Some of those songs even better than, you know, that's the challenge is, you know, you hear the, the trade-offs that we normally think of having to make with, you know, with choosing alternatives, it's the fast, cheap and good that we have to choose between, right? And if it's fast and it's cheap, then it's not going to be good. And this is that's where things are kind of getting blown up in my mind. It's getting warped. Where yeah. it's it's faster, it's cheaper, and sometimes it's actually better cuz you're removing some of the human error from the output. And so I'm like, "Oh no. Like what what does this mean?" Yeah. So it's it's just throwing into question a lot of assumptions that I've had about what it means to create something that's valuable and what what's the purpose of it and how do i know it's valuable it's no longer going to be because i generate a lot of royalties from the work i do i that's that's one thing that i am feeling at least right now from a musical creative standpoint yeah, yeah. i think i think any type of um like any anything that especially if it involves words or um like you, if you don't understand how to use this in, in, in combination with what you do to empower what you do, um, don't let it drive what you do, but I think it needs to be a part of what you, of what you do. Uh, it, it, you've got to. Now, I actually believe that most of us have uh, long ago forgotten what creativity is. I actually feel hmm. like that. So you said we created what we loved and it turns out it was actually great and other people loved it too. Mm -hmm. Then the other side of it was you were paid to go create something that intentionally hit those marks. Yeah. And then it's like, it's like when you're trying, it almost removes you out of that flow of true creativity. And I think Absolutely. that because we're trying, we're, we're almost like the, 
you know, put a coin in me and I'll play your song kind of a, like we've become a, yeah. a human jukebox society long ago. And it's because of, I, I think it's consumerism, capitalism, all things that I'm not like, it's not like I'm opposed to that in mass, but the truth of it is, is that very few people are creating just to create very few people mm -hmm. are being authentic, just to be authentic. A lot of people who say live authentic, they're doing that so they can snap pictures so they can get followers. And it's like, <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, like genuine, genuine is something that's becoming more and more rare. And what's about to happen is that a lot of the stuff that was like, you, you had to like, you had like, it took education to, to get there. And so these, these people who were educated were gatekeepers mm -hmm. of now this, of mm -hmm. this knowledge, right? That, that barrier has been removed. And what's about to happen is, is that what was valuable is about to become common and what is common is about to become valuable. I think, I think we're about to see kind of like Interesting. A, a switch and it's, and people are going to be confronted with like, well, what do we even value yes. and why do we, why do we value it? But, yes. um, Go like here's I want to I want to know some areas maybe you said song songwriters and stuff and and by the way I'd love to I don't know how we, we I want to hear the song or at least hear you say it or at least uh, I don't know if we want to share a screen or if you want to play it but just gonna get I, get, get I will warmed play up. it but I wasn't playing it. I got to get my guitar out but I will and and you know what um, the reason I want I'm willing to play it without rehearsing is because I'm probably gonna make mistakes and that's part of the point of it ooh, it's gonna be real it. you know yeah. Yeah, I mean that's honestly like how I've been living my whole life. I'm like, I just don't want people to think I'm AI, so that's why I make so many mistakes along the way. <laughs> yeah, well, here's the deal. <laughs> Otherwise, Look, you if, think that's perfect. Yeah. If God wanted perfection, would He have started by creating humans? Uh, you know, so I think I think it's a good thing to embrace uh, and face right. some of those yeah, things. I, like even when you say, "What is it that we value?" Um, you know, perfection doesn't seem to be the goal. If you know, however we define that as far as like in the eternal scheme of things, it doesn't seem like that's that was the intent was somehow, you know, it feels like I, it's more there's more of a I journey of some kind creators. You know? I, I yeah. So the way I see it, Ben, and this is like everyone kind of has I think the spiritual lens is about to be tested, by the way, for for all of us, because the truth of it is, is the whole adage of like, what would it profit a man to gain the whole world and lose his soul in the process? Yeah. I think that's what we've done with creativity that we actually are, we forget about what we want and our desires and who we are and our, and, and like what's deep in our heart. And instead we're like, Oh, you want me to do this pop song yeah. or these like TikTok dance? I'll do a TikTok dance. Well, you know, like, and it's like, we do <laughs> things that are not what we want because right. we want the results and results are yes, not, results are not King. I think being is, is more important than doing and more important than the results that we get. But, um, as your as your as your search for the guitar, I'm okay, seeing you want me to areas. Oh, you can you uh, can you hear me while you do it, or do you have to take off your headphones? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, um, I I feel oh, like the some of the areas where I'm seeing that um, that are going to be impacted, <sighs> like definitely any anything involving sales or any any type of online approach. Um, yeah. I don't really know. I, I feel like that if you know what your ideal, and by the way, we've been the been a little bit of a person automation system in the past. If you if you're a business and you say, "What's my ideal client avatar?" All yeah. you're saying is, "I want to have words that matter to this person." Right. Do you not see how AI can say like he, like if you just feed your your client avatar to AI, yeah. dude, AI is going to crank out stuff that matters to that person, and he may he or she may or may not know that it's AI, they'll just know like, that means something to me. 
he quoted Walt Whitman or that's from the Bible. Yeah, and it's exactly. like, no, he didn't do anything. He literally just, he, he took a moment, hit a, hit a, hit a couple keys. And he just knew that you would, you would like, you would finish that sentence. Like that, that was going to be a song you would love. So, all right. So, so Ben Cooper is geared up and yeah, oh, you gotta, fucking, you gotta, this I'm, is I'm like fighting my headphones here. This is you have a wonderful. janky. Are you doing it janky on purpose? Oh, what no. is that? I thought you had to like listen. I thought you had to like anyway. Well, I'm not no, a musician. So, um, okay. Well, I'll do this song real quick and then we can talk. About yeah, let's it, talk. But, Go um, for it. All right. Even ironically, as I was writing the song, I was feeling the speed at which I was able to produce words in comparison to that other experience of like. It just there's something too about the experience of the way chat GPT the pacing at the response is really fascinating. That's that seems to be some sort of intentional decision about the experience that we because it could just spit out a full thing. It wants you to make it think it's thinking, is what it yes. Yeah. There's like a it's a kind of a weird there's a weird dopamine thing that I think is happening too that it's providing this like what's it gonna give me what's it gonna give me and then <laughs> it's a little bit you know i i've never played slot machines or anything but it feels like you know i have refreshed my email enough times to know you know that, that it's a similar you know sensation that it's trying to give me my phone is probably going to go to sleep as i'm playing this so i may have to wake it up in the middle of this but um let's see here see i gotta even remember because I, I literally wrote it at midnight and then the next day recorded it and shared it with people intentionally just like let's just be real and get it out and not worry about perfection so all right can you hear the guitar yeah i'm slow and i make mistakes Sometimes it takes a while for me to learn and change And I bleed And I need some sleep I worry too much about things I can't control or keep Anyone can imagine Anything that can happen But it can never end one question what does it mean to be human what does it mean to be human who am I to understand all I'm trying to do is find that promised land will it matter how hard I work what do I do if I can't find my place on this earth? Anyone can imagine anything that can happen, but it can never answer one question. What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? What does it mean to be human? 
Dude. All right. So, <laughs> oh, hold on. Let's see. Let's, and it is, there we go. Oh, nope. There we go. Can you hear it? I can't there hear it. There we go. All right. Still working in the studio. <laughs> I do. Yeah, it was great. So, uh, Ben, that was and for, awesome. I changed the melody on accident from when I wrote it last time. So that's what, like, it was inconsistent from when I even recorded it and shared it two days ago. So you know, it's, it's interesting because, like, so many things of, like, if you think about some of the best inventions that have happened along the way, a lot of it happens like, oh, wow, we accidentally left this ingredient out. Turns out it was better. Or it's like, you know, like, so some of right. the, some of, some of our greatest advancements have happened uh from you know almost almost by stumbling around it was yep i so i believe that true creation is is an act we do um with our creator and i just i literally mean almost any type of creations we're 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 here to that's what we're here to do and we're here we're the the goal is is that we feel joy in the process the goal is that we are able to connect the divine uh, to other, you know, to other beings and, and to help them to stir up that, the divine in them. And, um, when, when, when we look at this, we could say, oh, well, this, this, this thing right here can remove, I don't think it's ever going to remove creativity. Um, it just, I think it just, it takes, it takes away certain values of what this was worth. Right. Yeah. Right. And so now it's like, maybe, maybe in some ways it almost is going to shake things to a place to where it's like, do it for real, do it because you love it and do it for who you love. Yes. And let's just see what happens. Yes. Is. And I think it's always been the valuable thing. And I just, well, and I, that's I wonder the if that's exciting gonna... and that's the exciting and terrifying piece of it. It's, isn't this amazing that we could somehow get closer to like the root of what's real and what we really care about. But that also means removing some pieces that we are comfortable with right now. So it's yeah. into unfamiliar territory maybe and asking some questions potentially about what do you want? <laughs> that's such a big question, but that's such an important oh, and thing. Who are for, you? Yeah. Who are you? Yeah. In, what, it's almost like Ben. It's like almost like we say, "Oh, I'm a doctor," or I'm. It's almost like we value ourselves. Like so, it, with minus certain creations that other people give money for, we almost don't know how to self-evaluate or self-value. And and there's there's almost like this level of like not enoughness mm. that I feel like plagues people. And like it's like I want to create so I can be enough. Like I want to create so I can get attention, so I can get money, and then I'm enough. And it's like. Yeah these hollow it's just it's a it's a hollow pursuit and now by the way um turns out this whole path you built for yourself doesn't work anymore because i can get right. that quicker and maybe better cheaper and mm -hmm. so so now what will you do yeah so now what and what a gift that yeah. can be i mean that's a that's oh, it's a gonna, terrible it's gonna ravage like, business it's gonna ravage right. some stuff Right. At so I'm time. also not completely like it sounds like I'm against it or something. I have benefited greatly from technological improvements in, in what do you both use? Like, music what's, what's... in both music and uh business. So first to just close close the 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 music side of things. Um uh the 
Logic, if anybody uses Logic, and I believe GarageBand has the same feature, but for recording, if you are doing what I just did, picking up a guitar, you know, recording an acoustic track, there's a feature called Drummer. So you can add, there are a handful of options. You can add loops. Like the, the easy thing we might all think of is like these preset loops that you can kind of drag in and drop. And that's, my kids love doing that. It's a form of, you know, sort of computer generated music, but really somebody did have to craft that, you know, 16 bar section of, of MIDI notes or whatever it is. And so you're combining things, but you're kind of building off of preset components that, you know, Oh, it happens that they all sound good together. You know, it doesn't matter kind of what order you, you put things in. Um, but there's a feature called drummer where you can actually add and choose the persona. Uh, you can get, a, a drummer avatar yeah. of um, it's called it's called Liverpool and it happens to look like Ringo Starr's uh, you know <laughs> um, uh, you know hit the outline of his head or something so y- you can choose the style you can have uh, well I want this to be a singer songwriter style percussionist and then there's a two by two square where you can drag the selector and say I want it more complex or simple and I want it louder or softer so anywhere in that Anywhere on that grid, you can choose the style and then it will tastefully add drum fills in at sections. The important thing where it is actually uh, somewhat AI is that it you can tell it to follow the guitar player. So instead of the guitar player following the drummer, that's kind of this preset metronome type right on the rhythm, you can tell the drummer computer player to follow the rhythm. And so if I'm doing things and I'm speeding up on, it's going to follow me, it's going to track with me. And so from a, from just like a, a simple demoing an idea of a song and not needing to, again, that who suffers in that, the drummer, the professional drummer session player, uh, who would normally at least have some number of uh, people reaching out saying, Hey, are you free next Thursday to record (laughs) drums on my new song? I just wrote, who benefits from it? The songwriter. So I, I get the benefit of drums for free. <laughs> you know, it's it's just a little bit of like steering and guiding the 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 computer to give me the creative output that I want. And so I have benefited from that just from being able to hear what a song idea is going to sound like with a full band more quickly than just having to say, well, cross my fingers, hope I'm investing in the right <laughs> opportunity here. So that's one example on the music side. In the in the business side, I started Amplify six years ago, and it was on spreadsheets, and it was using Excel, Google Sheets. Um, I had to I had to build a lot of super complex custom, you know, uh, models and and formulas and everything that. Again, it feels like that's what I went to grad school for. All the Harvard case studies that we did, you know were preparing me to build out this analysis that was really robust and, and pretty, uh, pretty in depth. And I still do some of that, but with technology, there's a tool I use called fathom. Um, and what it does, it's not necessarily giving kind of the conceptual guidance just yet, as far as like, here's the specific recommendation that, you know, looking at this business's you know, size and the region and the industry and looking at the actual financials in their QuickBooks or zero accounting software, 
here are the recommendations that AI sees. This is the opportunity to uh, become more profitable, for instance. And so it's not yet at that place, but what it does is it allows me to connect my forecast and the plan that I build right up with the accounting software. So when a month closes and new numbers are available from, you know, hey, June just ended, the books are closed, what can we learn from it? How does that affect our plan? That's a really important, you know, every time there's, uh, you know, every month there's an opportunity to just see, okay, now where are we at? It's almost like climbing a mountain and you, it's the equivalent of kind of turning around and going, okay, where are, where are we at on the journey here? You know, how are we doing? And so it eliminates some of the burdensome copying and pasting of, you know, let's export a spreadsheet from QuickBooks and mm -hmm. then we'll take the numbers and we'll paste them in. Hope they all line up correctly with our model. Hope we don't break any formulas along the way. And, you know, now we'll, we'll do all this hours of work behind the scenes to just come to the business owner and present, you know, some insight, right? And so a lot of that work has been eliminated and that's just a technological improvement. I wouldn't say that it's, mm -hmm. it's necessarily like AI influence yet. It's more so just, it's all cloud-based. You know, there are no files that I'm downloading or versions of a model that I'm having to, oh no, I did, you made all those updates over there on that version and I'm over here, uh, you know, those headaches. So I have benefited greatly um, from just having the behind the scenes, not necessarily value added work get accelerated. And so in a cool way, it means I can serve more people. It means I can have more actual relationships because I'm not spending those that same number of hours um, doing the uh, inconsequential kind of background work. And so what, what I see happening um, for a lot of people is, and I heard a coder say this, is they were kind of tr putting, putting chat GPT through the paces and saying, well, can it really do what I do? You know, can it really replace me essentially? And what they found, what they kind of concluded was, yeah, it gets you pretty far, but there's still some things you have to kind of make some uh, adjustments. And mm -hmm. what that and his conclusion was, well, you know what this means is it's going to eliminate a lot of the grunt work, like I just described for me the spreadsheet work. And he was saying it's going to eliminate a lot of the behind the scenes kind of grunt work. It's going to allow me to focus on more interesting problems. And yes, mm -hmm. I believe that's true. But what it also means is. Um, that only will apply to some portion. So like if a team has 10, like if a company has 10 coders like that, then there aren't enough interesting problems, unfortunately, to fill everybody's capacity properly. So what it would sure. mean is, okay, everybody's grunt work went down. Like, oh man, that's awesome. A lot of the unnecessary frustrating work. Um, so we all have more free time now? Like what, you know, or one person is going to take on twice as many so that's projects and that's and not so, going to happen. Yeah. So you're going to, you're going to have, um, you're, you're still going to need that directional stamp of approval for like, okay, yes, this is correct. Oh, and I almost think in like thinking in terms of like a law firm, you're going to need the partners. You may not need as many junior mm -hmm. lawyers. You may not need as many people who are gathering the information and trying to tee it up for the directional insight. So I, I see that happening and, and it's going to come through trusted tools that we all use. It's easy to think of 
you know, AI, it reminds me kind of, 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 um, you know, uh, just the, the, uh, when, when COVID started overseas and we, and we started feeling like is, you know, oh, that's way over there. That's way out there. You know, we don't have to worry about a pandemic. You know, I remember my daughter asking, do we have like, or could we ever get, could we ever get sick from that? <clears throat> and my wife's initial <laughs> response was, no, we don't need to worry. You know, it's, it's way over there. And I was like, we don't know. Like it's come, it could be, you know, in that experience of kind of seeing headline after headline over time, just feeling like, oh, it's kind of getting closer. Now it's in our, you know, and then we ended up getting sick at one, you know, it's yeah. like, it's here. And so um, it's, but it's not going to come as an outsider for most of us who are already currently using tools. So I think of the bookkeeper and uh, the lawyer or the designer, it's going to come through uh, an email from like, if you're a, a designer and you use Adobe products, for instance, I'm just making this up. You're going to get an email from Adobe at some point saying, Hey, check out this new feature or mm -hmm. uh, you're a bookkeeper, you're an accountant. QuickBooks says, hey, look at this new feature that we just unrolled. Isn't it cool? Look what it can do. And so it's going to come through our channels that we already trust as new features that for each industry, yeah. the tool set, it's going gonna, it's gonna to get better. It's not that necessarily that QuickBooks is going to get overturned by some new player. It's more so that it's going to be, it's going to just become part of the the feature set that we all use for our tools. And, and we're just going to, it's going to boost our efficiency using those tools. That's where I see it happening. Yeah. I would agree. Now, the thing is, is I actually, there's always the, the question is, is like, what's the value of human capital, right? In that, um, actually, I think a lot of people are going to lose their jobs um, or, and I say lose, I mean, like, they need to recycle themselves probably into something else and in, in that uh, that is that is useful. I think I think a lot of us have made ourselves useful in a way that is about to be easily replaced. Um, I, I do think that in in these scenarios, a guide is always necessary. So if you're smart mm -hmm. and you see this coming right. in your industry, find a way to utilize this or find a way to be an alternative. So I actually I see like a, there's probably I, like very soon by the, there's going to be a big boom. Um, and by the way, maybe it's in, in good timing or maybe not. I don't know. Like, you know, we're, we're, it's 2023. We're in the midst of a recession. There are people who are looking for answers. I think a lot of people are going to claw, claw for this a little bit. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's the, yeah, I, I believe that's going to be followed by a resistance of people saying, you know what, screw this. I, like, I'm not a robot. I'm like handcrafted is I think going to be on the right. You go out West or go, you know, go into places and you see, you see these, these, um, uh, these, these little towns where it's like, where people have decided we're not, we're going to create a unique flavor here. We're just going to live yes. in a place of uniqueness. I think that's going to come back. I, 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 I am, am in industries that I work with. I think this is going to radically um, change sales and it's almost going to create, um, I think things that are algorithmically driven almost create very clear division. So I think the news is algorithmically driven. I think yeah. that if you look at like the right wing, left wing, whichever one you like to be in, there's very few sources that even the ones that we feel like are in the middle, we don't really feel like are in the middle. Um, because what happened was algorithmically, these guys back in the, I don't know, 70s, 80s, 90s, whenever it was, or 2000s, they realized like, oh, people clap for us and they turn it on. 
when we make them afraid or angry or whatever. Right. And so it's like the more they kept feeding that, the more it kept dividing. And then you have these people saying, we believe this and we believe that. And I think that that's going to be the way that we, even in the business world, like we believe in handcrafted, personally written, you know, letters yeah. and which, which I'm that guy. Right. And then you have the other people who are like, no, we believe in, you know, be efficient. And, and you're, it's almost, I believe there's going to be these, um, I don't want to say divisive, but it's almost like it's it's going to separate yeah. camps. And and if you're in, in, for my money, I like to I like why not both in in every situation. And when people are looking at this, like how can you? Okay, you're going to take this and look at it, and you're either going to be most people are going to go use it and abuse it, and they're going to become robotic. But right. a few of us will be that we'll use our that the human part, that brain, that heart, and we'll mix it with something that we see as capable. Instead of bio, uh, ro robotic, we'll become bionic. Yes. And uh, that's the I guess that's the question. How do we how do we do how do we do that? How do we use yes. this in our creative process rather than using it as a substitute for our creative process? Totally. It's funny. A conversation I had uh, yesterday with my wife. She. She listened to the first few episodes of the Forecast on Purpose podcast that I put together. And she said, um, are you going to get into more kind of like a nitty gritty detail about, you know, the the formulas or, or like the number side? Because it's it, the, even the title Forecast on Purpose is focused on what I believe will remain 10 years from now when it comes to thinking about the future for your business. Um, the assumption will be that that the, the formulas are all right. The formulas are good. And that, and that uh, it's less important for me to demonstrate or teach necessarily my favorite Excel formula at this point, you know, the, cause the thing that, the thing that as time goes on, the numbers um, and the technicalities of how those numbers are generated, it's important for me to know how that works. And I can explain that on a, on a uh, relational level with each client I'm working with. But um, in the long run, <laughs> what I believe is going to be really important is is more so how do we how do we steer and guide our businesses when the assumption is that we have good information and maybe the the most valuable thing I can offer to someone is uh, you know uh, walking with them as they make that scary brave decision to apply uh, you know a good objective record I, I just see in the future I'm I'm going to be um, teed up with good recommendations that are maybe better than I would come up with alone, you know, by a tool that is looking at all their numbers and is looking at the numbers of millions of businesses around the world and can provide, Hey, here's, here's the opportunity. If, if this is the stated goal that you want to, you know, grow and, and generate a certain amount of uh, resources over the next five years, um, here are the, here are the, some good ways to maybe get there. And those recommendations that, that complex translation of here's what to do into here's how to do it for your business in a way that keeps you aligned with what you care most about in the long run, which nobody, nobody else, especially a computer can answer that for you. And so that's, yeah. you know, the, why, what does it mean to be human is a question. And what do you truly want? Like, what are you hoping for? Uh, the worst thing we can do is rely on a business to say, or a, a computer to say, great, now you can run my business. No, the intentional critical <laughs> piece of that is saying, 
it's going to provide some best practices and some tools and some helpful pieces of advice maybe. Um, and we can define what that goal is, but the why behind it, it's never going to be able to define that for us. You know, what, what would deep down internally make us say, man, we did it and it was worth it. And we're proud of the way we got here. Like no mm. computer can ever tell you how, you know, can define that whole picture for you. I, and I think that's ultimately been where we get to head back to, right? What is the work that means something to you? And, and, and ultimately hang around me long enough and you'll hear me say, there's a difference between your work and work, right? And it's like a, a toil or whatever. And it's yeah. like, I actually feel like most of us have exchanged our work, our life work, our master work, our God given work. And we've, and we've taken instead toil. Hmm. And a lot of us, actually find only value in the toil, which is why when we retire, we die because it's like, well, this is all I did. I was here to be a milk cow. Yeah. I was yeah. to produce in the matrix. Well, it's like, okay, well, the matrix is actually going to be producing for itself. So now what do you care about? What do you want? What, what, like if you could create anything now, what can you create? I hope, I, my hope is, is that imaginations are, um, I, I like equipped, you know, and back to the guy that wrote the book, you know, the, you know, the most important thing, Ben, was he now felt able to write a book. It's it's like that. Now, is being an author, does that mean, is, is that going to mean as much in the future? No, but it means something to him. Mm -hmm. And to be able to have something that empowers that is, um, you know, there are other, like, yes, you need it, still need an editor. You still need to proof it. You still need to make sure it, it aligns right. with your, with who you are, all of those things. Um, I have, there's eight books I've started in my Evernote. I have titles of eight books and I have outlines and it's like, you know, what gets in the way it's, this can help with some of the heavy lifting. This can help sometimes maybe get me out of a little bit of a bog. Like, I don't know why I was creatively right. stuck, you know, but, but rather than waiting for, and sometimes the best stuff happens when it's a lightning bolt from heaven. And also because I'm a creator, having an aid that helps me to create, I think it's, Again, it's great and terrible. <laughs> it's like it's it's both. Who who do you think should be scared right now? Who do you think should be like shaking um, right now because of this? Um, I I think the, the what I'm wrestling with in my head is the difference between scared or fearful or okay anxious or you who, know it's like. I, I think who should figure I out think, another alternative who might, well, who might need to start planning another career or, um, who's this going to impact? Man, that's a great question. So unfortunately I believe there will be redundancy on some within some companies of the work that is like I mentioned earlier, it's kind of in that, like it objectively, there's a way mathematically to, you know, prove that this is correct or incorrect. And what I mean by that is <clears throat> like bookkeeping, for instance, you know, mm -hmm. are the numbers categorized correctly or is, are the books balanced um, in that scenario, similar to like a law firm, there's a need for accountants. There may be less of a need for a lot of bookkeepers potentially. Um, and again, I hope, I hope that there's I like in an ideal world, uh, the people who, find themselves in that position where 
um, you know, I saw a headline this week of Microsoft laying off 10,000 workers as well. I'm, I'm assuming some of that is, <laughs> they know better than anybody what ChatGP is developing into. Um, I'm not sure that's connected to it at all, but hopefully for some of those people, it's actually the, the kick in the rear end to, to actually like say, you know what, I, I've always, you know, I've always felt more called to do this thing over here. I think this is time for me to, you know, open my, open the bakery I've always cared about, you know, uh, the, hopefully for some people it is, it is like the thing that kicks them out of the, the wrong mindset or the wrong situation where they, they are stuck in the toil side. Um, I know that that won't be everybody. So I think some people are, are about to be pushed into out of their comfort zone in, in a good way. Um, I think I think there there's a need for a, everyone to stay open handed and flexible about what it means, um, you know, to show up for work. I you know, and, and how we. I remember there's a there's a book called Visions of Vocation that I really benefited from reading when I left the music world. It felt like I something in me had died, like a part of my brain mm. was you know and i was sitting here going i don't know i don't know what value i even have to offer like what do wow. i what can i even do because i just spent 15 years pursuing this thing and becoming you know the malcolm gladwell malcolm gladwell ten thousand hours master of you know collaborating and being in the music industry all this stuff and it was like what it, what was the point of that like and it was scary and it was terrifying what I did find in a really exciting and refreshing way was that my my uh, my job that I had been doing was one application of what I was born to do, the way God created my brain. So it I was applying it in one realm. Things changed, so I had to figure out how to apply that same the same strength, the same you know. And what I found, even as I got into the business world and, and kind of the financial, um, you know, forecasting side of things for business was, oh my goodness, there are parallels in signal flow for recording music and understanding all how all the inputs work together toward a single cohesive desired output. I realized, man, it's a similar kind of thinking when it comes to looking at all the, the numbers flowing in and applying that toward an end goal for a forecast and a projection. I was like, man, that's, that's cool. And, and also I've found opportunities to kind of exercise the creative parts of my brain and um, in new ways. And so that sort of openness and, and just being willing to say, you know, uh, for me, there is meaningful work still ahead. Like you have to believe that you know, the end of a thing, the end of a version or an opportunity or an application of your calling yeah. or your gifts doesn't mean the end of your ability to contribute or add value or help people or do things that get you excited. You know, so there's there's a refreshing opportunity, I think. Um, <clears throat> and so being flexible and adaptive, resourceful, curious, I think these are all strengths that you know, and, and yeah. kind of characteristics that people need to reach hard for right now and, and not be, um, not dig heels in too hard. They're just going to be some shifts, I think. And it's going to come on, um, kind of that, that localized level of like, 
a business that normally had been hired, you know, by a certain number of customers for a certain number of projects, all of a sudden there are more alternatives out there and cheaper alternatives. And so revenue is going to start to kind of plateau and maybe decline. And you're going to, you know, the company is going to have to start going, well, I guess we need to cut costs here. Like, and they're just going to be some gains from an efficiency standpoint for a business, but then some redundancy as a result. And mm-hmm. so, you know, I, I, I was, you know, I, I could see a, a, again, a bookkeeper might make a really good plumber. That sounds weird, but it, you know, understanding how all the parts work together. And like I said, signal flow, it's like hmm. water flow. Like they're, so it, they're, they're tangible jobs that, just may look and feel completely unrelated that you say, actually, I think I could get into this. It's a little bit different, yeah. but yeah. I enjoy that. You know, I'm not staring but, at the screen. Now I'm, you know, physically fixing things. I don't know. So, yeah, I, uh, I, I agree with that meaningful work. I don't think, I believe that even ever, like never have we, can we really ever, I don't think we should ever have been able to truly say I am what I do. Yeah. I think that really the truth of it is, is like probably more accurately is you are how you inhabit what you do, right? Like, so how do you show up with what you right. do is really more demonstrative of who you are. But, but the, like we're, we're multifaceted. You can't just right. nail yourself to one thing and say, I'm only this, uh, your job didn't exist 10 years ago. Right. <laughs> right. Uh, like as a, my, and, and it, what you become might not exist now either but who you are right Right. that's a that's a whole different thing and i think that most of us honestly are are, have been too busy to ask ourselves this and uh i see a i see a a big ben i just see a a big redistribution redistribution of talent yes um absolutely we have a lot of trades that have been getting neglected you say plumber you think about welding or you think i don't know like you think about all these 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 gritty things that are respectable but it's just we've you know post-industrialized we kind of moved away from that and i can imagine you know i, I just see just migrations and in, in different migration of talent to different places but i would say anything that involves anything with patterns and algorithm you are at threat right uh so if, if you're an yes. seo person i can put up uh 500 blog pages tomorrow right because i just run it through this Blog, photo, blog, photo, and like is is really how things are currently set up. I can I can move up in my Google rankings, which of course Google is is the one that you know giveth and taketh away. You know, currently in the world of business, if you're writing code, you know you, you better figure this out. If you're if you're writing even even connections, you know, with other people, like I mean, we all get the lame spam stuff, but. Can you imagine when this stuff gets pinpointed towards your personality type, towards messages that matter to you? And we know based on not only not only the algorithms, but also the algorithm of the Facebook and Google tracking that has been done on you. Like it's about yeah. to get hyper personalized. And so some of like some of those some of those old school, you know, like sales tactics are are going away. Um the way we interact with leadership teams have already been dispersed abroad. Like we don't we don't necessarily show up in the same offices anymore. Having, you know, like being able to learn from this, like I would imagine there's even going to be like probably auto HR responders to certain things to like, and it's like the, 
be aware that if you're if if you are producing something that involves patterns and words, um, you need to you need to get with the you need to figure this out. Yes. And or you need to separate yourself in a way that that allows you to be an alternative and, and it creates and segments like that value that you offer in a way that's palpable and understandable, right? To yes. um, you know, to to your people. So I I think there's gonna be a massive shakeup. I think it is like COVID, like where you kind of like watch it happen. You're like, oh God, it yeah. is here. <laughs> you know? Yeah, it's gonna come um, through. I, it's gonna come through um, somebody you know. It's a familiar, you know. We probably for the most part all got COVID from somebody we know, or some familiar. You know, it's there's just some it, amount you know, of like, you know, it's not gonna be some like way out there type thing where AI creeps in and you know. It's it's going to be a subtle and through familiar channels for oh, you know, in some ways you in shaking face. up. Yeah. So yeah. Um, that well, and you Love mentioned it. you mentioned the uh, the SEO stuff. Uh, digital marketing is one area where I you know if I'm if I'm going to be budgeting thousands and thousands of dollars, I'm I might feel more comfortable with a computer or an algorithm being able to more quickly than a human maybe identify where there is waste happening and where there's opportunity that's being overlooked. And, and so mm -hmm. I, you know, in the, in the, the whole digital marketing world, like any, again, anywhere that you're kind of, I think, I think also in like in the investment world, like day oh, trading, totally. yes. I, you know, just there's yeah. stuff where it's like when speed is important or when accuracy is really important. And again, when it's, when it's like you said, there's some sort of like mathematical, base to what's happening and that's part of the thing that has been so shocking i i get that the first three letters of artificial intelligence is art but i was not thinking that that would be <laughs> you know the first place where you would see whoa it's actually creating beauty you know when it i is. when i create Agreed. these yeah. nike shoes from the 1800s i'm like why does it, why, but why is it so beautiful? I want it to be bad. Like there's part of me that's like, see, see computer, you stink at this. And then in the reality, it's, it's like, wow. And it's, but at the end of the day, it's also, it's pulling from human creativity and influence. So everything it's providing is like the, in some ways, like the best practices and, and, you know, it's, it's pulling from, uh, you know, so that's why it resonates, it resonates with me because it was created, it was influenced, the fingerprints are all over it. And I think, you know, it feels like there's, you see when you buy a, a product at the grocery store that's organic, there's probably some stamp or, you know, non-GMO type thing that says proof this is a, of a certain quality or it was, it was treated a certain way. I just keep thinking there's got to be the, the, the digital human version of this is like a fingerprint stamp at the bottom of a book. You know, or or something that just shows this was not originated from. You know what I'm saying? Just to, yeah. just because that would help me trust. There's something about me that like I the value. Like I don't want to read blogs right now because I just or news articles Same. on something. Because yeah, I'm like it's just noise. Like I don't know if I I don't know if if it was yeah. done intentionally. So there's going to be some distinction. I think of people. You know, I, 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 the, leveraging the technology in. Yeah, leveraging the technology internally uh, and steering it is. I just, yeah, I just, I think it's about the experience. Because, <laughs> yeah. like, think about it, like, dude, Thanksgiving. Did you, did you, or did you not 
put one thing in that was from like Marie Collender or whatever, Dude. whatever those, whatever those. <laughs> the hack that we did this year was Bob Evans uh, mashed potatoes, and it, <laughs> it's like nobody would know. Like if somebody served it to <laughs> us, just... and at, at one point we were invited to dinner somewhere, and some we were like, "Man, these mashed potatoes are incredible. Did you make these?" And they were like, "No, here's the yes, secret. I did. Bob Evans <laughs> microwavable mashed or whatever you put them, you heat them up, but." That's the equivalent. It's like when the quality is that much better and it saves you so much time and it's pretty much the same cost as buying and preparing right. everything. You're like, well, you know, at the end of the day, I think the risk then is that the experience you say, well, is what cool. matters, right? Yeah. But there's difference than like the thing that I, I don't want to see happen is we just find ourselves in a position where our role as humans is to become just consumers of what is, you know, everything that's being fed to us. And I, I think, some people will fall into that. Like there will be an opportunity where you can just, what do I want? What do I feel like? What do I, you know? And it's like, there's a whole TV show with 12 episodes that has just been generated for you and the humor that you like. Specifically for you. Completely yes. customized, like, right? So oh, and we're, there's going to be a temptation. Like, yeah. yeah, there's just going to well, be a temptation to go, I want... Yeah, exactly. You heard about that, right? So, like, he, the people have the right, the whoever the I don't know, Paramount or whoever has like rights to his digital likeness for forever. Yeah, yeah, dude. Like, yeah. um, in the future, all we have to do is take John Wayne and like you take your favorite people, put them in a movie because we think that's what you like. And in well, your right, it's, it might be forget, Wally. No, you know, forget John Wayne. There's going to be a human that we like better who's never been a human. Well, there's that. I. I well, someone someone asked a question. Well, I think it was Martin Scorsese who was, was would criticize like the Marvel movies during when they were at their their peak. He's like, these aren't real movies or whatever. And I I actually would say, I mean, I get where he's coming from, where he's saying like it's not all whatever, but it's like, doesn't it? It's the what it's what we experience that I think is 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 what matters. And in, in the fact that you're inviting someone and immersing them in something, does it matter where it came from? Does it matter if it's Bob Evans or Marie Collender's or Marvel movie? And at the same time, while that exists, I also see like that there's there's there is that respect for something that's handcrafted. Yep. I, 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 you know, so it's like I think these things exist. And I think they coexist. Um, I do think that the I think the call is to how how I hope that people are are drawn to be more creative instead of yes. more consumptive. Yes, that's the hope. Does it happen? Yes. I don't know. I also know that we're probably facing at least in you know most of most nations um, a population of a uh, cliff, and so maybe it's good that AI is going to be doing some of these things for us because we have you know in thirty years less people around to do. Some of the things that yeah. people are doing. Well, I um, love what so. you were alluding to earlier, which the, the that our identity is not defined by what we do, or or it, that we don't want to confuse those things. So that when, like my experience, the opportunity to be a full time musician was no longer an option, a lot of people are going to be facing that that kind of identity crisis and and that's where yes painful so when i was saying what's who should be scared right now or who should be afraid or it's like we should be we should not live in fear 
right? Just from a, even on a spiritual level, I, I believe we should not, like, we don't have to fear that our identity is going to be so tied to something so temporary as a job title or a, a mm. role in a certain application. Um, but I think we should be, we should have some trepidation about getting launched out of familiar comfort zones, you know, and, and again, there's, there's fruit from that. There's, there's positive outcomes that can result from being pushed out of what we thought our plan was going to be. One of my favorite sayings is, um, man plans and God laughs, I think some, <laughs> something to that effect, but it's, it's just, you know, it, nobody has planned on how quickly some of this overturning might happen for, for people on like a, an individual level and their job and needing to get really creative, really fast to figure out alternative ways to, to contribute. I, I mean, I guess my, my encouragement would be, um, you know, that, and it's like, you know, the two areas where it's like, you, you like, first off you're enough. Okay. Wherever you're at. Yeah. And, and by the way, there's a whole group of people that have been dealing with this, this thing long before this has happened, right? Look at professional athletes or look at, you know, people who've had to retire, look at stay at home mothers, right. Who, whose kids have graduated and they're, they're jumping back into the workforce. And it's like, but all my identity was, was, was trapped in this thing. And it's like, well, that's because you let it be. Mm -hmm. And now it's time for you to go put your identity into something else. And I would, I would say, figure out who you are and who you want to become, right? Yep. Figure out the scenarios that are going to get most likely to get the best out of you. Figure out work that other people value that, that feels good to you. And, you know, in, 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 be ready, be willing to move into, um, something new. Don't be, don't be the old person that, that kicks the ground and says, ah, the way they used to be, things were better. And it's like, that's like, <laughs> it's useless. And, um, yeah. you know, ugh, it's, it's, it's repulsive. Yeah. I would argue time. that like my great grandpa who worked, he worked 40 years at GE. That was his only job, only career. There's, there's something that looks attractive about that on the surface. And then there's also a part of me that is not at all envious of what, you know, that, that security that I think, um, may, you know, if, if that's not even an option nowadays for the most part to, to do something like a career job like that, but, um, it also feels like it's, it's lacking. It's so linear. It's lacking some of the highs and lows of the adventure mm -hmm. in some ways. So I think, especially when it comes to entrepreneurs, this this is just the next the next chapter of the journey figuring out what this means and how this applies to your industry your team the, it shouldn't necessarily change your your definition your your purpose your definition of success or what you care most about but it might feel like it's going to shake up what you thought the the next 3 year uh journey was going to be so yeah. that, that, that openness to just saying, well, you know, it's almost like, uh, the movie up, if you've seen up where, uh, they have the of jar of yeah. coins that they're constantly saving up for a thing and they keep having to break into it. And, you know, the, <laughs> the, the, the hoped for outcome, uh, you know, they, they just have to keep kind of 
re re redefining their expectations of what you know the the overall plan is going to be what is this what is this going to be and hammer hammering that and shattering that jar to fix the whatever it is <laughs> that just feels similar to this well, oh gosh well and i would say that even the word entrepreneur like like i think we're gonna have a mass influx of of entrepreneurs too and all that is is someone someone that takes something and increases its value that's all entrepreneur mm. that's the original french word means and how can you take this how can you take your talents how can you take your the opportunities and and do that. Um, for me, I also believe that we're in the image of uh, of a creative creator, and that you won't know what you need until the time that you need it. And and I guess what I'm alluding to here is that you can trust yourself to be resourceful, but also be resourceful. Like like work. Don't work to the bone. But if you see something around the bend, um, try your best. Prepare for it. Don't be afraid. Right. You're yeah. you were absolutely enough to step into this. Ben, any um any parting words here? This is this has been a nice and fun conversation, maybe a little <laughs> bit longer than we typically have on these type of things. But like, I don't know, I, I, I could probably go for another hour, but yeah. my bladder is going to be um, not not allow. I didn't wear my diaper to work today. So uh, any. <laughs> I didn't any, either. Just how, for how, the record, I don't, it, I don't <laughs> want my silence to make it sound like I did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I think it's, I just keep coming back to that picture of, of like lighting the Christmas tree, the old dried out Christmas tree on fire. It, it, it's that it's exciting and terrifying. And, um, uh, like, again, it's, I would just encourage everyone to, um, to, uh, approach it as a, uh, something that can complement the more impart, important part of what it means to be human. I just keep coming back, you know, I would, I, I guess I would encourage everybody to answer the question, what does it mean to be human? Cause you can't type that into, you can, you'll get a response from chat GPT. I think Donnie, you did that and wrote a whole lyric. Oh, I wanted to I think it to you, but I have other mine. people that would, they would hear me through a wall and I didn't want to yeah, torture so, them. Yeah. So I think that is, you, no one can answer that question except, for you and and so for you what does it mean to be human join the conversation yeah join in uh ben where can we find you uh if someone's like you know i need uh i need someone who is as close to ai as a yeah. human can be and i i like what this ben cooper cat says um where can we connect with you forecast on purpose.com forecast onpurpose.com and for now guys go out there and uh use some sort of uh ai there's a there's a version on chat gpt i forget what it's called but you know make some funny thumbnails of yourself wearing a, a bearskin outfit um you know fighting ninjas and um you know <laughs> uh, <laughs> definitely have fun with it uh play with it i'm sure there'll be more conversations and it was fun for us to be able to uh put our two cents in and i think in a, in a very in, in an early part of uh of the evolution of something that seems pretty uh terrific so thank you ben thanks donnie